0: Hello and welcome to Northside Now. This is the podcast where your lovable hosts take you on a tour through all of the ministries and the latest happenings around Northside Church to keep you better connected with your church family. I'm one of your hosts, Patrick, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Glenn Miller and Kevin Bryant. What's up, guys? What's happening? Hey. And also with us today, the incomparable Kevin Glenn.
1: Oh, wow. That I can't measure up to that. Incomparable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Intolerable. More like.
0: <laughs> hey guys, uh, why did Samson avoid arguing with Delilah? He didn't want to split hairs. I knew it, it was going to be a hair thing.
2: It's
0: going to be a hair joke. Who was the worst lawbreaker in the Bible? I'm still recovering from the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the worst lawbreaker in the Bible? Oh, man. Moses. He broke all ten commandments at once. Oh. oh yeah. Ow. That was a big day for him.
1: Ow.
2: <laughs> well, never disappointing on the uh the humor
3: side there, Patrick. <laughs> I thought you did you do the one uh who is the best comedian in the Bible?
2: I did do that one, yeah. yeah that's what I thought you did. I couldn't remember. <laughs> who said Christianity isn't
3: funny? <laughs> so what's going on with you? <laughs> I don't know where <laughs> we're going now. <laughs> That's my joke segment. Oh my goodness! I just look at him and laugh,
0: y'all. That's good stuff. You saying I'm funny gets, looking? No, yeah, something <laughs> like that. What
1: funny like a clown? Yeah, hey, there you go.
3: So well, yeah. good. Yeah, I, we do have um, football is in full swing.
1: Dun, 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 dun. College? Yeah, did you see the high school, the men's dun, dun, national dun, 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 team NFL. played the other day? Yeah, they did.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I noticed that uh, there's a lot of talk now to merge football and football what around the one call of targeting so hmm. they're looking uh, at the possibility of implementing uh you know something like a red card yellow card thing instead of just throwing these kids out of the game because they one hit i have heard things little like bit that about, or like mm. hockey where you have like a timeout you know in the penalty box or something instead of so so there is some conversations because of the, the it's just a difficult when you're watching targeting on you know
2: yeah, because when you get into the, the professional ranks, you're
3: being fined. Yeah, exactly. But, you then, know, there's some sort of penalty there, but, you know, not And so somebody's much, throwing you know. out if they're going to pay uh, college students, you know, get are going to get paid, why not find them, too? You know, I don't know. But, you know, it seems kind of rough to get thrown out of a game just because you did something. Now, you can mess somebody up by doing Sure, that, but, sure. But, yeah, I don't know. Interesting stuff. But, yeah, football is back with people in the stands. Yep. So uh, that's that's
1: a lot better than cardboard, <laughs> cardboard people. I say I say they get rid of the pads. Oh, that, that'll make football safer because oh yeah because look, look at rugby players. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know I mean it's rough and you know there are injuries, but not like not like there are in professional football with helmets and pads and mm-hmm. everything like that on.
3: Mm-hmm. So. Oh, the the concussion rate in rugby's. Is- a, a fraction of what it is in yeah you know american football yeah. you're not gonna hit
1: somebody yeah. like
3: you would that's a good the, point
1: yeah well yeah, yeah but that's boring
3: yeah. boring, <laughs> that's boring. <laughs> not like uh, the excitement that we've been having on wednesday nights at the frequently asked questions
1: with oh. pastor kevin oh yeah 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 there's some and serious there great rejoicing that. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: there's, I think there's some really good buzz uh, building about that um, particular time together. And it's rightly fun. so, rightly so.
3: Yeah. yeah. And so I, I, my understanding is this last one, but you know, as people are, the last one that we did, you How
1: talked about, about been the eighth
3: it, is lying. Good. Can you lie? Is that a can good thing? Can you lie?
1: Can you lie? Well, you I mean, can't, yes, not good. Oh, no. well, I was going to say, all right, yeah, can't. Um, yeah, in a the yeah, the short version of this, it, it came out of um, it came out of the message on uh, Sunday the 5th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sunday the 5th, uh, where we talked about Rahab and kind of a an ethical conundrum that people fall on all different sides on is the fact that um, whenever the spies were sent into Jericho, they went to Rahab, Rahab the prostitute. Uh, maybe maybe a bit more accurately, Rahab the madam, mm-hmm. um, the innkeeper, mm-hmm. that inn would have been a brothel. So in anyway, a house of ill repute, and that's where the spies stayed when the king's, uh, when the king of Jericho heard about it, dispatched men to Rahab's place and said, hey, bring them out. She said, oh, no, 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 they're not here. They left. And if you hurry, you can catch them, uh, which was not true because they were hidden upstairs in the roof, kind of. mm and so she lied. And, uh, then the Bible to, to be, to be fair to some of the folks that are a little more black and white on things that was, she wasn't commended necessarily for lying, but she was commended for hiding them. I mm. I think that's a, I think it's, uh, <laughs> splitting hairs, so right. to speak, like <laughs> Samson. <you> <laughs> yeah. I think it's a little bit of semantics. Um, But uh, at any rate, it does raise the concern about, okay, so she practiced deception in the protection of these spies and was on God's side, so to speak, in making that and doing that. Uh, So what does that mean? Can you lie? Was it okay that she lied? And so different perspectives, some perspectives are, well, yeah, she lied, but she wasn't part of the covenant community yet. Mm. It was in her kind of quote-unquote, pre-salvation state. <clears throat> I also think that's a little bit of a dance. It Really, it doesn't account, because she, she had talked about how, look, we know who you are. We yeah. know what God's been doing. We're all freaking out about it. Let's work something out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know your God's the real God, mm-hmm. ultimately. And yeah, and it's not the only example of there being deception in the Bible. The Hebrew midwives lied to Pharaoh or I'm going to put lied in air quotes. They did not disclose to Pharaoh the whole truth about things. Mm. Uh, specifically, when Pharaoh said, hey, if, if boys are born, you need to kill them. And they just flat didn't do that. But when asked about it, they said, these Hebrew women are strong, man. They're having the kids before we get there. Which, okay, um, <laughs> I'm sure that happened yeah. at times. I'm sure that yeah. didn't happen every time. So, you know, not all of the facts is not all of the truth either. So mm-hmm. there was that um, and other, other things throughout history that I talked about in the sermon. So the point being, what do we do with that? And where, where I went, I kind of went with Dietrich Bonhoeffer's reasoning. Um, Bonhoeffer was a German theologian and pastor in World War II and was very active in conspiring against the Nazi party and against Adolf Hitler and was involved in two attempts on Hitler's life to have him assassinated and practice deception and dishonesty. And Bonhoeffer said there are times that – well, let me back up. He said being obedient to God is, goes far beyond simply not lying mm. is the way that he put it and that there are times when deception – is required in order to be obedient to the Lord. Uh, And one of those times for him is when lives are in danger, when someone's life is on the line. So uh, that's kind of where he is. One of the other commentators that I read about said, you know, there's ethics, there's everyday ethics, then there's wartime ethics. Mm -hmm. And that deception is an important strategy in war. Or when innocent lives are in danger. Okay. So, was Bonhoeffer right to lie? Was Rahab right to lie? So kind of where I settled on it was I don't think that we have to go to either the extreme of Immanuel Kant, who said, you cannot lie ever under any circumstances. Uh, I think that's too far in one direction. Or the moral relativist who said, you know, if it's, if it's going to get you in trouble or be inconvenient, just lie. No, we're not going to that extreme mm-hmm. either. Of course, mm-hmm. as with most things, the truth is somewhere in the middle. So I think it's a I think it has to be a judgment call, um, and that judgment call. There's a philosophical approach called the hierarchy of values, and in the hierarchy of values, you live according to uh, the, the the values, and one of the highest values is telling the truth. You know, mm-hmm. truth telling is one of, if not the highest value. And you live by that, unless there's a situation where a higher value trumps that one for some reason. And in the case of slaves hiding in, a, under, in the Underground Railroad, Jewish families being hidden in the homes of uh, of people during World War II, mm-hmm. spies being hidden in Rahab's house or, or whatever, the the value of human life being spared and saved for that moment— it's argued um, is of a higher value in that moment than truth-telling, and, and and so that's one way the value the value of life being protected. Another another angle of that same view is realizing that truth itself has a value. Truth has a weight to it, a value to it, and part of the judgment call on the hierarchy of values is what what would one of the king of Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh, king of Jericho's men, what would they have done with the truth had it been given to them? How would they have stewarded it with its value? Not well. Mm -hmm. And so then it's, okay, truth being so valuable, is the person who's demanding it entitled to it? Mm -hmm. And that judgment call is based on what are they gonna do with it? Um, Is it gonna be valued in in a way that's uh, consistent with human flourishing. Um, Well, no, it's going to bring about demise to innocent life. Okay, then make your judgment call based on that. But that that can also break down to another situation where you don't have to reveal all of the facts of something, and you can still tell the truth, but you don't have to share all the facts. Mm. And that's another thing that one writer talked about that we need to learn how to distinguish between truth and facts. And it may be, it may be true that I'm hiding someone in my house who's in danger. And if someone isn't demanding the whole truth from me, then what facts can I give them that will bring satisfaction and de-escalate the situation? So that's another part of it too. Uh, A situation that I read about there is a, a child is in class and the teacher asks, hey, how's your dad? And what the teacher doesn't know is that that student's dad had just come home from a three-day bender mm. the night before, and everything is in disarray. There's a lot of damage. Or, or they just found out that he's been diagnosed with advanced cancer. Okay, let's yeah. take it out of the realm of something criminal. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, in that moment in front of the class, that teacher doesn't need all the facts. Yeah. And so it would be appropriate for that kid in that moment to say, um, "He's doing okay," and and that be it. Because mm-hmm. in that moment, it wouldn't be proper. It would be a lack of discretion for the kid to to share all the facts. And, and that's one reason why, you know, it can be hard at times when the floor is open for prayer requests, mm-hmm. because far yeah. too many facts yeah, are shared you. without without discretion, without propriety yeah. and stuff. So anyway, that's kind of a, a, a long, short way of, of saying separate truth from facts and realize that sometimes the facts are on a need-to-know basis, and not everybody asking for the truth needs to know all the facts. And the truth itself is valuable, and someone demanding the truth, we are within our right to determine to what extent are they able or entitled to handle the value of the truth that they're demanding? Yeah. And if it's not going to be handled well because it's going to be misused to hurt or kill somebody, then the value of preserving life outweighs the value of truth-telling in that moment. But 99.9% of the time, we live by the higher value of telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that, that helps. <laughs> oh, well,
2: it, it's in this sea of what we deal with every day and all of our lives. Yeah, yep. it, it is Everyday gray. challenging. And it, it, when you were talking about that, for some reason, I'm watching this uh, show, just fairly new to me, but the, the phrase, own your truth was in there. Mm. And so then that brings up in my mind, what does that mean? Yeah. So is truth a very subjective thing? or is is truth that we should sort of be our north star something that you know what god would see is the situation but i hear that kind of thinking a lot well it's mm-hmm. your truth mm-hmm. so how do we deal with that i mean is that is that a legit thought that truth can mean one thing to me but somebody else or or i've just i've heard that kind mm-hmm. of philosophy well this is my truth
1: yeah and i i think what's happening there is Truth is being used as the word to describe someone's experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and the one thing is, I can't tell you you didn't have that experience. we call that gaslighting you know yeah and and so and I, th- I think where some of that came from is um, truth has in, in in previous discussions philosophically, when I took philosophy and everything in in college, it was truth is reality mm. True, You know, the search for truth is a search for reality. And, okay, that sounds good. And, in fact, in one sense, truth is reality, but which one? Mm-hmm. You know, so if, if one has a belief in objective truth that exists outside of my control, outside of my ability to fully comprehend or manipulate, then... That that reality is something that's fixed, and I have to arrange my life around it, mm-hmm. or him. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, there is a reality that we live into because of our experience, and what we experience is real. And I think it's it's become synonymous with my experience is real and it's become interchangeable with the phrase my experience is true. Right. Uh there's a difference between your experience being real and your experience being true. You know, this is my truth. When I when <laughs> I hear that what I'm hearing is this is my experience. This is the reality that I see based on my experience. Okay. But that's not necessarily the truth because it could be, you know, that um, if someone's reality is that they've been abused and mistreated, so they develop kind of the Stockholm syndrome where they develop compassionate feelings for their abuser mm-hmm. and they say, oh, you know, well, no, they're just, they're just passionate. It's not anger. It's passion. Whatever. Sure. Well, they've constructed a reality and they live there and they're comfortable there. But no, it, it, but it's not based on truth. The truth is that person is angry and they're taking that anger out on you and they've warped. They've, they've, they've given you a warped reality and, and cults do that. You know, there's Mm -hmm. a whole deprogramming thing Mm -hmm. and manipulation thing. So that was off the top of my head. So I hope that made sense. But it's, um, it kind of depends on, are you counting on your own experience to determine what truth is? Or do you measure your experience based on an objective outside source of truth? Mm-hmm. And however you, you do that, that's going to determine what you believe your truth is. I don't know if that's true or not.
3: <laughs> but it's it not, not my truth.
1: No. <laughs> but it is factual. Well, it's true for me, Patrick.
3: <laughs> well, and here's something true. You know, every man, will, every man will walk into that dilemma if he goes shopping with his wife for clothes. Mm-hmm. Oh, Does this what look the good? is. this the is. right color? Does this make me look fat, honey? Yeah.
1: That's where Love you answer dear. like Jesus did. It is as you say.
3: <laughs> do you think it makes you look fat? <laughs> yes. If it makes you feel bad, then don't buy it. Now we're getting in deeper. If it makes how you feel
1: you? good. That's right. Here's you, my credit card. How do you feel about that outfit, babe? <laughs> uh, but really...
3: um, <clears throat> I guess even as people grow up as kids, I think they they bring that stuff, you know? And oh, yeah. And they bring that to adulthood into their relationships. It's kind of a, it's a little bit of a, it's a good story, but it's a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a funny thing around our family now, but it originally was a thing of hurt. We had uh, rescued a dog here from the church, the old black dog that was, remember that one, Patrick? Mm-hmm. And the poor dog wasn't going to live around very long. Would, so we took it home and Dr. Russell, we all kept him, mm-hmm. kept her comfortable, ended up being a great dog. She ended up living for a little while, but she needed to, you know, to say old yeller needed to happen mm-hmm. with that dog, bless it. And the girls were <laughs> at school and they got home and lady had died. And I made the choice just to leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, it was. well, the, you know, of course, Barbie knew. Several years, actually just a couple of years ago, <laughs> maybe even, we may even name it to two years yet, the truth had come out. And, and, oh, no. And what? <laughs> Dad, you didn't, you know, right around right, right. I said, like, well, y'all just didn't need to be, de- you know, there was some other, you just didn't need to deal with that. You just didn't yeah. need to be laid on your shoulders at that point. <laughs> All you needed to know is she was no longer with She's perfectly fine now, you know. Right. Didn't tell any details, of course, I've had to do that a few times, and that's just so darn difficult. Mm-hmm. It's the worst thing you got to do in the world <laughs> but um you know there's there's things like that, and I think mm-hmm. that's kind of where we're at is is there are some some things that are just better left unsaid or left mm-hmm. to more concise exp- explanations than what needs to happen at that moment and mm-hmm. the rest can be told later yeah if if needed, you know mm-hmm. So now, if people would just learn that on their social media stuff,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Less, is more. <laughs> less is more. Well, good. Well, I'm glad the frequently asked questions are going good, and yeah, uh, it's going well. Right, and and then after that, we're talking about women's roles in the home and in the church and everything. And of course, I'm I'm an egalitarian, and and everything. So I'm kind of presenting the the biblical information from that perspective, and also kind of taking on taking on the passages that are typically used to. To prohibit women from exercising pastoral gifts and everything in, in in the church, and we're going to deal with a lot of those in in the next frequently asked questions. Uh, what we dealt with uh, on on the eighth was um, the whole issue of submission, and in in Ephesians five. And you know, overall, it's wives are not the only people that are told to submit. Yeah, that's really the, mm-hmm. the resounding truth there. And when you when you go there, every every sermon I've ever heard on it started with verse twenty two of chapter five, which is wives submit to your husbands. The problem is you're cutting off the head of the whole. You got to back up one more mm-hmm. verse, mm. and it says be subject to one another, be submissive to one another, and then it goes on to describe how that looks like with wives, how that looks like with husbands, how that looks like with children, and then later on even even um, slaves, mm. and and so. Um, and, and everything that Paul wrote about in Ephesians 5 was incredibly countercultural, um, given the thing of the day. So you'll have to check out the recording of that one uh, to see how I unpack that. And then uh, this, this this coming week is when we're going to look at those passages uh, that, that seem to say that women shouldn't be teaching or preaching in church, and uh, see how the context actually turns that on its head. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And remember, if you have any questions you'd like for him to answer at his frequently asked questions, you can email those to Kevin at NorthsideJackson.com. Yes, you can. Try we, to stump him. I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to try to to, to yeah. stump him.
1: Oh, it'll happen.
2: Well, if you, if you <laughs> find this topic interesting or um, just want to have further conversation, share... Share various things, share about mm-hmm. the services that you've experienced, or share this podcast with somebody, please do um, because I think the conversation is really important, mm-hmm. and um, God can enter into all these conversations and does mm-hmm. and so that's why we want people to to be engaged with all that.
1: well, and when we were talking about the things that people experience in childhood, and Glenn, you were talking about bringing it into adulthood, that's where a lot of mental illness. Mm. Really comes into play, right? And yeah. so that's a segue it uh, is. into one of the things we want to talk about. Unless, unless there are other, other, other nah. things, keep rolling. Nah, Let's keep, do it. Um, so, what is it you were going to say, Glenn?
3: <laughs> 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 well, at the end of this month, or towards the end, I think it's the twenty third. There's a new movie coming out called Dear Evan Hansen, which is based on a Broadway musical by the same name mm-hmm. uh, about a Young man who is struggling in all kinds of ways, uh, but mostly about being connected with others. And he writes a letter that is not expected to be seen by anybody else. It was an exercise that he was doing with his therapist. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the letter got picked up by a friend at school, or it really wasn't a friend. It was just another the acquaintance. Guy. Yeah, and evidently had given him maybe some hard times. And the kid had broken his arm, and the guy signed real big on his cast and. And it goes about that the guy who signed, his name's Connor, who signed the Evans cast, ended up committing suicide. And Evan has a conversation with with Connor's family and comes out that it looks like Evan was Connor's only friend. And Evan thinks he's the only one that's hurting so badly. And evidently, Connor was too. And the parents didn't even think Connor had a friend. But it goes on. There's evidently, um, I've just am learning about this because it popped up on some of our youth pastor, oh yeah, groups mm-hmm. and things like yeah. that. And you know, they are they make you aware of things like this as they're coming down the road. Uh, if they think you know, your kids will be talking about it, mm-hmm. youth will be talking about it. because we know youth really struggle with this. Mm-hmm. And so I've been watching the trailer and some of the other stuff, and I, and I just have kids' names popping my head as I'm watching oh, yeah. this. You know, oh, yeah. so uh, really interesting story great music i mean the the greatest showman is that right yeah uh-huh. yeah um some of those people who did the music for this and oh, wow. um so the music is just fantastic
2: well my my uh, oldest daughter is a huge dear evan hansen fan uh primarily from the broadway production yeah. of it, which won tony's in, in yeah. multiple multiple categories that's that's the way i was familiar
0: with it right. as well i I honestly didn't even realize they were making a movie yeah. about it. Well, I, didn't even, I didn't even know it was a Broadway it. musical, yeah. so there we go. But I
2: think that it's so relevant, and it's it's a very poignant story because mm-hmm. it involves mental illness, it mm-hmm. involves um, bullying, it involves yeah. depression and just loneliness, and, and mm-hmm. some of the things that I think, if we were all completely honest, we've all experienced or mm-hmm. experienced now, especially in adolescence, right? Because that's just such a challenging time of our lives, but even now where we, we do feel so very polarized, whether it's culturally or intellectually, let alone politically. Right. And so it's very easy for um, folks to just feel alone. Mm -hmm. And that's what this deals with so much, but it also deals. It's interesting. We were talking about lying, right? Because the whole, not too much spoilers here, but the whole thing is uh, really around this one kind of big lie that is, is allowed to
3: grow to grow yeah yeah <laughs> and exactly
2: spread and, be, yeah. and become something really huge uh-huh. um, Well, it
3: gets viral even that's that's exactly the, that's the word of today so it's so, relevant
2: to yeah. our time period yeah. mm-hmm. it's relevant to so many folks in terms of where they live in the day to day and so I think uh, whether the movie's successful or not, I think the the uh, musical for sure is showing us that it's tapping into something that is really relevant for our time. And so it goes to so many questions about how the church or Jesus followers should deal with these things, mm-hmm. whether it be uh, lying, which we, you mm-hmm. talked about Kevin or uh, suicide mm-hmm. bullying, some of those things where we could say on the surface, yeah, well we're against that, but how are we really acting on that mm-hmm. to, to, either help change that dynamic or to address it. You know, I think it's one thing that's easy and I'll speak for myself. It's easy to say, yeah, I'm against that. Mm-hmm. And if I have an opportunity, if someone asked me about it, I'm going to say I'm against that, but maybe I'm being convicted that we need to do more than just say we're against something. Mm-hmm. We actually need to take some Christian action on it.
0: I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of okay over here in my little Christian <laughs> bubble. I don't <laughs> I know. To- we, ta- we
2: talked about bubble <laughs> last time too. So, <laughs> Um, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, I think that, uh, and, and you know, whether you want to call it a, a, a call for revival or whatever, but I, I think so many of us get complacent about where we are, whatever's comfortable. Um, you know, even if we're doing great ministry things, mm-hmm. um, and I was thinking about when Yako was in here, um, and talked recently about being called to step out and, and mm-hmm. actually, yeah, do something. I mean, I think he's a fantastic Christian guy, mentor and, um, you know, example for so many people, Mm -hmm. but he was feeling called to actually do something. And I think we all probably are. It's just, are we taking the step that into what's next? and, and I think that could be made for great discussion when we talk about something like Dear Evan Hansen.
3: You know, and I really encourage parents to watch this with your students mm-hmm. or watch it before your students do. They're yeah. going to be talking about because they're already talking about the music of it because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the music of it is hot right now. And, yeah. and what I've seen of it from so, so far is it's not the story and the from like the thirteen reasons why series that was out. It's not that kind of it's not deep, glorifying yeah, suicide. It's not that kind yeah. of thing. It's really dealing with these issues and, and stuff. So, so it's definitely something you will want to watch with them and get some help with your kids. If your kids mm-hmm. are dealing with these kinds of issues, it's the reason we're here. It's a reason if if they're really Reason we will help you find someone way more mm-hmm. skilled than us mm-hmm. <laughs> to to help them if we need to. You know, it's just, but we will walk with you through that even. You mm-hmm. know, because there's um, even in the trailer and things and in some of the stuff I've read about, there's a lot to deal with in the parents as well. Yeah, on mm-hmm. this thing. Oh yeah, and so, um, oh, you know, I'm I'm glad to know more about it for sure, but also, um, it, it will be something our our kids are talking about. So, so definitely want to um, be prepared. Out there to uh, to talk about it.
1: Well, and the larger issue of mental health itself is an important one, both for the kids and parents, all of us really. Yeah. Um, because I don't know that. Uh, you know, I'm I'm still getting to know Northside, and uh, one of the things I love is that Northside actually has a uh, a, a trained, licensed counselor on staff, mm-hmm. and she does a fantastic job. But one of the things uh, about that even is. Um, many times whenever people come to see her uh they don't want to enter through our main entrance mm-hmm. yeah um and a lot of it, i don't i don't want i don't want to be seen mm. okay you know i understand privacy totally understand privacy but i think that's also indicative of a remaining stigma mm-hmm. within the christian community to counseling and therapy yeah. Yeah. and medication yeah. and things like that um you know because one of the things that I think it's very, very, very important for listeners to understand, and I'll start with parents, I'll start with adults, we are all just big kids. <laughs> That's true. You know, um the trauma that the, the traumas and insecurities and hurts and, and stuff that we experienced in our childhood and all of us did. Right. Um it doesn't go away. And it it can it can aid in warping How we interpret reality, going back to what we talked about a minute ago, and how we how we interpret um, different things that come our way and interpret life, and then, you know, bringing a kid into the world, now you're interpreting it, and your kid is watching you interpret it, and you're interpreting it for your child to an extent, and they they do what you do, they don't do what you say, okay, Mm -hmm. they do what you do, exactly, and they see you doing. Uh, and I'm not saying this to, to say anybody's doing anything wrong. I'm saying we're all in the same boat and we're all seasick. Right. So, <laughs> I think it's not just okay. I think it's absolutely vital to deal with your stuff. Yeah. Um, every one of us, even if we don't have a diagnosable mental illness, every single one of us could use help in our mental health. Mm-hmm. And I think I want. I want to make this statement. I want this, you know, going on recording here. Christians get depressed, (laughs) and that is not a sign of a lack of faith, okay? Um, Christians experience anxiety and depression, and Christians uh, who love Jesus and trust Jesus with every fiber of their being uh, are crippled with fear, Mm. and a lot of that is because we don't know how to deal with our stuff a good therapist can help you walk through it. You need more than a Bible study. Okay. Mm. Mm. You need more than uh, a prayer partner. Um, and you definitely need more than a peer because your peer yeah. doesn't know any more than you do. Um, I'm preaching a little, but it's yeah. just, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been doing this a long time and I've seen kind of the same thing. Uh, in in everywhere that I've ever served, there's just this, uh, what what does it say about my faith if... My Christian group, if my small group, if my pastor, if if they knew I was going to see a therapist, mm-hmm. I want to tell you right now, as your lead pastor, I will give you a high five, mm. and I will say you are doing what is healthy. Yeah. And what I don't understand is we we make all these applications for our physical health. Well, you need to have a wellness check each year. <laughs> you need to go have a checkup. Uh, you know, once you once you pass fifty, uh, you need to have things done that some would deem unnatural, um, you know, uh, and all that, you know, to, to what take care and to do preventative, you need to be talking to a therapist at, at times because you got stuff to work out. And then if you do, it's really gonna, it's, it's going to be way easier, uh, for your kids. Um, when I was in youth ministry, I don't know how many parents would want their kids to be in therapy. And their kids are like, I'm not talking to anybody. And you get down to the, you get down to it, it's because their parents won't. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, totally.
1: And it's like if you're not, don't expect them to. So and and with medication, uh, again, not only have I heard Christians say, well, you know, if someone's really walking with Jesus and having their quiet time and attending church and everything, they won't get depressed. Baloney. Um, the the other side of that baloney is that, well, I don't know that they. I don't know that. I just don't believe in medication. <laughs> well. Tell me that the next time you have a headache, right? I'm gonna say, hey, don't you touch those goody powders, don't do it. You know, I've got I've gotten familiar with goody powder since I moved to Tennessee. <laughs> <gonna> <laughs> he's gonna be talking NASCAR next week. week, That's right?
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So, um, you know, we'll take Tylenol or goody powder or whatever for a headache. We'll take uh, simvastatin for cholesterol mm. lowering. Uh-huh. We'll 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 have a procedure to uh, expand the arteries that we've clogged with. Uh, you know with that good barbecue but i don't think it's right to take medication for uh for a mental issue it's chemicals mm, right. sometimes the many times the chemicals in the brain yeah. aren't doing what they're supposed to do and medications can help them do that just like other medications can help facilitate lowering cholesterol or lowering your blood pressure so anyway that's my psa i'll get off my soapbox now but mm-hmm. um I'm such a huge proponent of mental health, especially um, if you're a follower of Jesus. That doesn't make you immune from depression Mm -hmm. or anxiety or fear or anything. It doesn't make you immune from it. Um, And I think God has given us wisdom in how the mind works and how the mind's connected to the body and all that so that those things can can, can be managed and treated. So...
2: Yeah, and, Do it. and for me, it's not a soapbox at all because we've been talking about this for pretty much the last, what, year yeah, plus with yeah. with the COVID and, and mm-hmm. things that have made us more isolated. Yeah. And I think it's a great thing that it's becoming more uh, of a topic that m- some of us at least are having conversation on. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, just growing up, thinking about, we never really talked about that at all. Right. And I think that even now to talk about it is a little risky because, and, and I was trying to think while you were saying uh, what you were saying, I, where the stigma comes from. Mm-hmm. And I think it in some ways is because we, we as humans want to belong to something. We mm-hmm. don't want to be seen as different or to stand out in any way And that comes from adolescence, yeah, right? We're trying absolutely. to find which groups we belong in, how we um, associate and identify ourselves. But to say that we're going to therapy makes us different in some Mm -hmm. way. And dare we say it may be broken a little bit. And none of us really want to admit that we're broken or don't have our stuff together. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the places that it comes from. But I think in just as we try and teach our kids that asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength.
1: That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: The same is true with mental health, mm-hmm. and I know from experience with our family that um, you you may be "quote unquote" fine, not have mental illness, until something happens in life, and then it develops. Yeah, I've I've mm-hmm. heard folks whether they're in a in a accident and actually something changes with their brain chemically Mm -hmm. or the, the PTSD thing is, is a real thing. It is very real. Yeah. (laughs) And so that they didn't always have PTSD. Mm -hmm. Right. And whether it's a a child that's gone through some trauma, maybe it's not abuse, but it could be the loss of something really close to them. Mm -hmm. Um, Even that kind of thing does. In fact, like you said, change the chemical nature of your brain. And when that doesn't, work uh, in, in the way it's designed, there are symptoms and outcomes from that. And so I totally agree with what you're saying and, and we in this podcast have talked about that quite
3: a bit mm-hmm. and uh, we'll continue to. But you bring up a great point because, I mean, you'll get a free colonoscopy or, <laughs> you know, your insurance will pay for these things, mm-hmm. but you don't get a free visit to a therapist, you know. Probably if we had an opportunity to go have a mental health checkup, Every year or every few years, you know, one on the insurance company, that might encourage a few people. I, I doubt it would mm-hmm. everybody, but there needs to be more avenues mm-hmm. opening up. You know, we, I would think by now we're beginning to understand that these things are just as important as your cholesterol yeah. or as your, I mean, the way they look at rates and all the crazy numbers yeah. and, and percentages I've, they look at. So. I've seen
2: some change, especially mm-hmm. with – um kind of general family uh, practitioners that with our kids for well checks, they will have a, um, you know, when you have to fill out paperwork of what's happened. Yeah, pediatrics the year, has grown. And they will say they have a whole page on mental health. Yeah. You know, how how have you been feeling? Are you feeling scared? Those kinds of things. So I think maybe it's creeping its way into mm-hmm. the mainstream. And but I, yeah from an insurance perspective, that is very frustrating because I think, one of the, uh, the greatest deficiencies in our whole healthcare system is mental health. Mm-hmm. There's just, when you get to a certain level of um, needs, it's just very expensive and very hard to find what you need. Mm-hmm. And if you're not your own advocate, it's not going to happen at mm-hmm. all. So it's, it is a frustration of mine personally and, and just a challenge that I think we face.
1: Yeah, and I do – I agree with you. I do think some things are changing. Um, you know, you see, um, well, the popularity of this Dear Evan Hansen mm-hmm. um, play. There's a reason why it tapped in, it, yeah. that it uh, resonated. The support that athletes like Simone Biles and um, yeah. uh, the tennis player, Osaka, um,
2: Naomi Osaka. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, that she got from pulling, pulling out of a tournament mm-hmm. a while back for mental health reasons. And, um, you know, it was really good. It was really good to see she, I don't know that she was the first, but she definitely got a lot of attention. And then Simone Biles got even more. And then, uh, for Michael Phelps to come out and talk about, yeah. um, you know, the oppression that he he had faced. So I remember one of the first times I heard about it was way back when John Smoltz was pitching for the Braves. Uh-huh. And how he had a, had, had a sports psychologist that would travel with them yeah. and, and how back then though, it was like, Oh, crazy John. That's what I, <laughs> you know, heard people say, but I think, you know, if that were happening now, it'd be, it'd be a different, um, you know, a much different response. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to see and hear those things in, in the larger culture and just want to help people of faith understand your faith isn't weak because you're struggling with some of this stuff. Yeah, totally.
0: This just in in Northside News.
2: <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear this.
0: Well, coming up, we've got uh, well handbells are starting back. Oh, so cool! Any of you ding-a-lings out there
1: want
0: to? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that brings true with me.
3: There you go. Uh. <laughs> oh, you, you are. You're a handbeller.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've to. I've played my right. fair share. Um, but if you're interested, uh, you can contact uh, my mother, Mitzi Mathenia. Uh, you can send her an email to mitzi at com, and she'll get back to you with all the times and the startup info on that.
1: You for, don't, yeah, for finger symbols, um, email Kevin. At, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm
0: all over that. Let's go. <laughs> you don't need any musical background or experience to play handbells. We'll, she'll teach you everything you need to know. So it, it doesn't hurt. But you don't have to have it. <laughs> and it does. It does help to be able to count. It does. You probably need to be able to count to four. four. To four. Yeah, just yeah. to four. Beyond that, yeah. Is that yeah.
3: why the handbell people don't uh, wear shoes so they can count?
0: Yeah, in case they need to go up to, to count their toes. Yeah, maybe. Oh
2: goodness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, children's music. Uh, we're we're going virtual for a few weeks, and the kids are videoing every Wednesday. If your child is interested in participating in any of those videos, you can also contact Mitzi, um, Mitzi at NorthsideJackson.com or call the office 668-0617. And what else do we have going on?
1: We have some new communication um, things that are on the horizon. I've heard a little whispers about this. Mm-hmm.
0: trying to trying to keep this uh on the d. Oh, oh. no. l
1: <laughs> okay
0: we we, we no. can we can let there it may out. or may not be some leap, there may, may or photos
1: m- out there soon ooh yeah. yeah i've heard
0: there may or may not be a, a church app and uh updates on the website and
1: yeah soon a, a, a you, new website
0: a new website yeah. same
1: same address
0: yes, but a new website
1: ooh. and I hear tell there's yeah. a new website coming. You <laughs> may or may not
0: be able to uh, watch your Sunday morning services on your Apple TV oh. or your Roku device. We're gonna get real fancy. Apple so. TV. <laughs>
3: wow. Yeah.
0: This podcast is not sponsored by Apple TV. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh there yeah. may there may or may not be a new online giving portal that's gonna be even even easier to use and uh, more options on how you can give yes
2: this all may or may not sound exciting
1: (laughs) it is we're just trying to you know we're just trying to keep it we're trying to keep it cool
3: yeah and i have heard tell that the we may or may not be losing the old bag here soon really uh, may or may Don't not Don't say
1: that about her
3: oh. <laughs> yeah i was wondering <laughs>
0: yes dear you of whom do like. we speak i think he's talking about the sign oh, oh
1: yeah. <laughs> we, we'll have to lose our nickname of the bag church yeah, yeah we're judge. not the bag church anymore <laughs> this is true yeah I, I i hear tell in my neck of the woods that um a uh, logo yeah sign yep oh man all kind of changes. Oh, we're, Man, we're things really are changing cooking. The times are a changing at North Side. Yes. So cool. I'm excited. I really we really are excited. Yeah. We we can't contain it. Mm. <laughs> it is hard to wait. I know. Yeah. I know.
3: Especially it's like you know what's in your it's like, <laughs> I know it's like you know what's <laughs> under that Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. I want to open it now. It's like
2: the trend of I don't know if this was uh TikTok or, or what it was, you know, where you put a bowl of M&Ms in front of a kid then you walk away mm-hmm. oh, or yeah. or lollipops or whatever um, it is marshmallows yeah. or yeah and see and not, don't don't eat this before I get back and you can watch and see yeah. how long they wait it's well, usually not very long yeah
0: <laughs> the marshmallow test yes <laughs>
2: yes, yes. Well, that's that's very exciting
0: yep.
1: though that's yep that's great
3: the marshmallow test oh
0: well we do have on September 26th yes. church picnic mm
3: mm-hmm. mhm that's where the old man will be whipping up on you whippersnappers that think y'all can beat us in football. I, I don't know which team I fall on this year. What's, what's the cutoff? You're the old man. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> so, yeah, the youth, they've been talking a little smack, though. Really? They have been. So, mm-hmm. But there are going to be other things. There's going to be like an egg carry toss thing. Okay. Some cornhole and mm. volleyball and all kinds of fun things. Yard, out yard darts. Pubor- yeah. We <laughs> could do that. <laughs> Uh, I think to, those
0: are illegal to, still, aren't they? Oh, are they? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Are they illegal? Yeah, I think so. Wow. I mean, they're giant spikes that you throw in the air, so <laughs> not really safe for kids.
3: <laughs> Man, they're just messing everything up. But I think but
2: they are. Plat- they still they do, sell yeah. them. They're yeah, plastic they're now. They're well, plastic yeah. now. Yeah. They Those are no fun. Le- they don't have the lead points on the
1: end zone. They're all safe now. <laughs> it's,
0: not, it's just not as much fun when you're you know, not fearing for your life.
3: <laughs> we will have spike ball out there. If you've never really? played spike ball, spike ball is a lot of fun. Yeah. It is a lot of fun. I don't know what spike ball is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's th- kind of a trampoline, yep. volleyball okay. thingy. Mm. Four, four players, right? Or I guess you yeah. could have more than mm-hmm. that. Yeah, f- but four, be... four typically. You put, you put the gaga pit out there. Ooh. The, our Gaga pit, we'd need an 18-wheeler to move that thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> that thing right. is heavy. We're going to move it around to the front up here. Not the front of the church, but out uh, here in the back where we can you can play it better. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, nice. But thanks to one of our scouts for building that for us. That was an eagle project, but he used all the real wood. Oh, <laughs> oh <wow. laughs> The real wood and that thing, so it's going to take a village to move no. it, but it'll be <laughs> well,
0: worth it. Well that picnic's the twenty sixth and the games start at four o'clock and the cookouts at five and it's at Pewborn Park. Yeah, Pewborn Park. So put that on your calendar.
2: There'll yeah. be more announcements about
3: that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. How to get involved. There's flyers around the church and everything too, so so I'll be looking for all those. Yes. Pretty neat. That's fun. Be We've not done that in a couple of years. We're actually been a little bit longer. We've done a few little gatherings in the back back here, but to actually do the big picnic and uh, stuff will be fun. Just like the good old thing. days. About yes. 13 years for me <laughs> since yeah. the last one I went to. And you know, that's outside. So, you know, it's right. outside is our friend right. in, in the COVID world. So hopefully if you're feeling well and everybody in your family is well, you can be there. Yeah.
1: Oh, wait, I have oh. one more thing. Oh, this is, this is all for all my Generex, Generation X friends out there. In, in light of the fact that the millennials this week, had a lot of feels because Steve from Blues Clues. I saw this. Made a video where ah. he kind of explained his abrupt exit and 25 years. Yeah, brought a lot of tears to a lot of eyes. But us Generation Xers, we have our own thing. So I, I'm going to read this.
2: You're going to make uh, me cry here, aren't you? Uh,
1: maybe. <laughs> I'm too old to know what Steve from Blue's Clues is talking about. But if Teddy Ruxpin would like to formally apologize for scaring me to death when we first met, I'm all ears, Mr. Ruxpin. I'm all ears. Yeah. If you know, you know. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> T- well, Matt, teddy
0: Ruxpin, that was the, the, the teddy bear that you put the cassette tapes in? Is that right? Creepy... Yeah. Teddy yeah. Ruxpin. Yeah, okay. Did you ever put like a I don't know Metallica cassette or something like that <laughs> in your Teddy Ruxpin?
1: <laughs> well, I'm just curious. <laughs> no, no, but it just kept turning on by itself. <laughs> <laughs> and did your daughter ever have those little Furby things? Oh yeah, that would.
3: <laughs> oh goodness! And they would just talk in the. Uh, they talked to each other in like the toy box and stuff.
2: Those mm-hmm. those things fall in the gremlin territory. They pretty. do. It's yeah, just do. like. It did
1: too creepy. They just <laughs> don't
2: feed it after me or get it wet. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think the language they used was like the black speech of Mordor. Well, and also y'all, we do have to remember that
3: 20 years ago recently, um, over this past weekend was nine eleven. Mm. Yeah. And, um, I want to tell you that, that, uh, mm. been a been an interesting 20 years and that mm-hmm. was a very interesting day. I know, especially for me. And so, um, Just thank you to all those that have served Mm -hmm. and and, uh, have continually prayed for all those lives that were affected that day and then all the ones that have been affected since. Where were you? I was uh, here in Jackson, Mm -hmm. um, actually down at the Y, and then Millington uh, Naval Base Mm -hmm. called. And before the next morning, I was at the uh, base of the I-40 Hernando Bridge, Mm -hmm. guarding it. So... So I was still in reserves.
2: So. Yeah, I remember I was driving to work. I worked in Bells, Tennessee at that mm. time um, and heard it on the radio and then uh, went inside and there was a break room. And so we were glued to the TV pretty much for most of the morning. Not a lot of productive work got done because we mm-hmm. were really concerned about all that. But I do remember, and and several folks that have, are listening to this would, would remember when we got together as the church mm-hmm. and we had, uh, just a time of an evening of reflection in the chapel. Yeah. Um, some prayer for sure. Um, and it was just such a gut punch in so many different ways. I mean, if you were involved in the military, like you were mm-hmm. Glenn, so that's, uh, a whole different thing that you were feeling. But for those of us that maybe weren't or didn't have that, that connection still was a, a great loss of life. Mm-hmm. Was just such a, uh, you know, it really just. I, I think it changed everybody who lived through that, at least for a moment. And it's sometimes when I reflect on it, it's sad that maybe that didn't continue. Yeah. But I do think that if we reflect on it and we don't forget about it, that it can continue to to motivate us and change us to be more present with people, mm-hmm. um, to work together as opposed to uh, as opposed to being divided.
3: You know, being in some remote places in my life where there wasn't a lot of air traffic, but there was still something. But those few days after Mm. where there was no air traffic, that was the weirdest feeling. Mm -hmm.
1: You just could, the silence was so loud. Yeah. Pretty wild. Yeah. I was in Las Cruces, New Mexico at a prayer breakfast. It was a men's prayer breakfast and guys' phones started ringing and everything. And the first thing that I heard was one of them saying the Pentagon's under attack. Mm. And it was for so I heard mm. about the Pentagon before I heard about the towers, but then we went and found a TV, and yeah.
3: I, I remember vividly someone, you know, was it was up on a TV when we were working out, and someone said, oh, That's going on. I said, Oh, no, it's it because we just kind of glanced away. I said, Oh, it looks like a new movie or something, you know. Mm. I, I thought it was a movie, mm. you know, some big blockbuster movie like Die Hard or something that was coming, mm-hmm. you know. Goodness gracious. It's just. Was a little, a little different from that day on, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, Patrick, what do you remember? I mean, I, know I mean, I
0: was—I'm a little younger than y'all. Yeah. I'm, I was 12 when it happened, so I remember my mom coming and waking me up and bringing me down to the, and I watched it on the television in our living room. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really, at the time, understand the the really the ramifications of it all. But I mean, I was old enough to sort of understand. But yeah, um, I mean, I was 12. Yeah, so. yeah
3: interesting times but mm-hmm. definitely um thinking about all of those
0: yeah well guys thanks for podcasting with me and thanks to all of you out there in the world for listening if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast please share it with others post about it on social media and leave a rating and review to catch all the latest from us you can follow us on instagram at northside now podcast go to our website NorthsideJackson.com or email us at podcast at northsidejackson.com. We hope to hear from you soon. Once again, I'm Patrick. I'm Glenn. I'm Kevin. Kevin Glenn here. And that's what's happening at Northside Now.